Welcome to the Leadership in Context podcast with Keith Tusi. Growth doesn't happen by itself. You were not created to be independent. Hi, this is Keith Tusi, and welcome to Leadership in Context, where we are equipping believers to lead in all aspects of life. Hey, I'm going to do a couple uh, lessons with you on how God governs and grows things. I think you're going to find this really applicable and uh, very encouraging and I think even insightful. So I'm going to read two verses of scripture from you, both from the book of Genesis, both from from chapter 2, verses 5 and verse 15. Now verse 5 says this, Now no shrub of the field was yet in the earth, and no plant of the field had yet sprouted, for the Lord God had not sent rain upon the earth, and there was no man to cultivate the ground. Then verse 15 says this, Then the Lord took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to cultivate it and to keep it. Now, verse 5 really lays out kind of how God works, his process. I think the word sequence here would be a good word. You know, there's a sequence, or if you like gears, you know, when you synchronize the gears, when they all work together, when they flow together to produce one thing. So we know that God created this majestic earth and he created all these wonderful things. But verse five tells us something he didn't do and why he didn't do it. Something that he was going to do and how he was going to do it. So as I was just, you know, kind of rekindled over this thought, I began to just connect some dots on my own life and principles of ministry on how God governs things and how God grows things because these sequences are essential and important for us to understand. So in verse 5, he says, There was no shrub in the field, the shrub was not on earth, and no plant of the field had yet sprouted. So if you don't have a shrub, it can't sprout, right? You can't bear fruit if you don't have a plant. That, that, that might be a thought for somebody right now. I mean, honestly, as a pastor, I've met people all the time that were looking for fruit in places they hadn't planted, and it never occurred to them that uh, they hadn't planted anything. For the Lord God had not yet sent rain on earth. So God said, look, I'm not going to plant something where I can't sustain something. So I plant something, then I send rain on it. I send rain, so there's plants. So there's a sequence, okay? There's a there's a dynamic of God and how God governs and how God grows things. Then he said this, and there was no man to cultivate the ground. So before God plants something, God already has a plan in his mind, in his heart, in your destiny, that when he puts that bush in the ground, when he puts that thought in your heart, when he puts that idea in your head, when he puts that opportunity in your hand, That means, I want you to think about this now, that means that God has already looked ahead down the quarters of destiny and he already has a a means to harvest that. So if we see things that are dying on the vine, that means we have not connected with God, how God wants to harvest that thing. It's interesting that the Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians 3, 6, he said, I've planted... Apollos watered, 
but God gives increase. I mean, it's almost the same identical thing. I'm almost wondering that when Paul said that to the Jewish mind, you know, did they relate to Genesis 2-5? Did they say, oh, well, yeah, there's that, there's that same exact consequence or, or sequence. And, of course, sequence has a consequence. Uh, you know, so this tells me some things. It tells me that growth is not by itself, that you weren't created to be independent. So we had the ground, you got the soil, you got the rain, and you got the man, okay? Every time God is going to harvest something, he uses a man, he uses a woman. There's somebody that is designated by God to be the harvester. He said here to cultivate it, okay, to to make sure it grows, to to take care of it, okay? So you got the shrub, you got the rain, and you've got the man that are critical to this process. And again, the Apostle Paul said, one plants, one waters, but God gives the increase. So you may have something in your heart right now, for instance, where you're thinking, God, you know, how do I move ahead of this? And I'm not suggesting that you've got to know where everything is and how it's going to come, and when it's going to come. But I am suggesting that you've got to understand that there is a divine government of God that leads to growth. And that God did not plant that shrub until he was ready to make it rain. And God didn't make it rain, okay, on that, in the garden. And we know that regular rain did not exist, but there was a, there was a ferment, okay, there was a, a hothouse effect, uh, I believe that's what he's referring to here. And that man was the one that was going to cultivate, that was going to harvest it. So let's work this thought backwards. Even when God does something, even when it's supernatural, God always has a man, God always has a woman who he's going to put in a covenant relationship with him in, in a place of obedience where they're probably going to move in faith to make that thing harvest. Somebody has got to see the planting of God, see it in faith, believe that if they cultivate it, if they do what God has asked them to do, that it's going to bloom and they're going to harvest that. So there's always an element of faith. I've always said, you know, Jesus used agrarian terms and, and talked about farming a lot because there's no greater demonstration of faith than a farmer. He puts something in the ground below the surface. He follows a divine sequence of weeding and of feeding that thing, believing that one day it's going to pop above the ground. He doesn't dig it up every day and look for it and said, I hope that seed's still there and I wonder if it's growing yet. That would destroy the whole thing. So that, that illustration that Jesus kept giving us about seeds is just so understanding and so pivotal for us to grasp the kingdom here. And here we see in Genesis 2.5, just the very beginning understanding of how God governs and how God grows things, that there is a divine sequence. Now, maybe right now you're working on something. Maybe it's a business plan. Maybe it's a ministry plan. Maybe it's a family plan. Maybe it's a financial plan. Maybe it would be helpful for you to ask the Lord, God, what are the components what are the components? You know, here he had, you know, he had a shrub and he had rain 
and he had a man. Those were the components this verse talks about. God, what are, what are the components? You know, in leading ministry, uh, I, I always told my team, the idea is only as good as the person who's anointed to lead it. And many times in ministry, we get in trouble because we have a legitimate idea or a good idea. And, uh, or maybe we're just copying what somebody else has done, which is not always a good idea. But the person to lead that is not ready. And so maybe we get that thing ready. Maybe we inject it with some strategy and some financial power and some vision casting while we're waiting for that person to come along. But ultimately, if that person is not there to lead it, it's not going to be successful. You know, in real estate, they say, you know, the three most important things are location, location, and location. And I always said in ministry, the three most important things are personnel, personnel, and personnel. Who's the person that is going to take that on their heart, take it on their shoulders, make it a priority, and lead that thing? I think this verse is giving us the understanding of the critical nature of that sequence and how important the man is to that. You know, God could have created something obviously that grew and and bore fruit and he did that without man ever touching it. But to get it to harvest, to cultivate it, oh, that's another story. And that's why God does produce things in the earth so that they're under the hand of man. All things were made for us to serve us all things in God's creation because man is the center, man is the gemstone of God's creation. It's man that God redeemed, not the animals, not the plants, not the earth, not the oceans, not the mountains, hills, and valleys. It's man that God has redeemed. And so everything rotates around man. When Jesus on the on the cross, he was dying for humanity. He was not dying for the earth. He was not dying for lesser creatures like animals or vegetation or anything of that nature. He was giving his life for us to walk in the dominion. And here we see a pattern of that dominion of how God governs and how God grows things for our benefit. So there is a divine sequence And a lot of times we'll skip a sequence. Uh, There's a process. I use the word process a lot. But sequence is certainly maybe even a more descriptive word. Because the sequence really shows you how things fit together. And you can have a lot of parts on the table. You know, you can have all the great ingredients in a kitchen. But if you don't have the person who knows how to mix them up, Honey, it ain't going to taste good, okay? (laughs) And even the sequence, you know, of how in the order that you put those things in, I found out actually is important and actually really matters. So take a look at this verse, meditate on it, and ask yourself about the sequence, the process that God is working on in your life right now. It shows you how critical and how necessary it is. Now, when we come back next week, I'm going to pick up in verse 15. I'm going to give you some practical uh, ideas on how this works out. Hey, this is Keith Tusi for Leadership in Context. And we are helping every believer 
lead in all aspects of life. God could have created something that grew and bore fruit that didn't need man to harvest. But he didn't. When God does something, even when it's supernatural, he still uses man's obedience to cultivate it. Thanks for listening this week to another episode of Leadership in Context with Keith Tusi. Join us next week as Keith continues to put leadership truths in the context of the local church. As always, subscribe, like, rate, and share our podcast. For show notes or to ask Keith a question, email podcast at nrpastors.com. If you would like more information, you can check out our website, find us on Facebook, or follow us on Instagram at nrpastors. See you next week.